Welcome to the In His Image podcast, a series from Christian Concern with me, Paul Huxley, and Ben John. We'll be looking at questions raised by the book In His Image by Stephen McCoyd and seeing from the Bible how God's design for humanity is good news for individuals and society. In this episode, we're looking at the Ten Commandments and seeing their relevance and applicability to society today. Paul is going to read to us from Exodus 20, verses 1 to 17. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them, or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbour. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife, or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. So some of the questions we're going to be thinking about today are the questions of, well, the goodness and the wisdom in the Ten Commandments, as well as its applicability and relevance for us today. How would non-Christians react if we said that we should be trying to apply the Ten Commandments today in society? So, Paul, firstly, before we consider its relevance and application today, are the Ten Commandments wise? Are they good? How would you answer that uh, to people who would question that? I think the first thing we need to do is recognise the context there in Exodus 20, uh, because, because God does. We need to start by noticing God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Um, so he starts by recalling what God has done for his people. Um, these are, in, a, in the first instance, given to his special people who's been saved from the Pharaoh through the, the ten plagues to these 10 words, these 10 commandments, as we often call them. So are we in the same position now? Are we the people who've been saved out of Egypt, who've, um, who've had God do the same amazing things for us? Well, there's a clear application for Christians that we're the ones who've been saved out of slavery to sin. And there's a very clear parallel there that we could apply as Christians. We do need to do a little bit more thinking before we necessarily apply it to wider society which includes non-christians i think as well we discussed this last time 
in the fact that morality, uh, good, uh, what defines good is inherent in the nature of God himself. And so through these 10 commandments or 10 sayings, um, we're actually getting a picture into who God is and his nature and his goodness and his wisdom. And so as we um, consider these 10 commandments, we're, we're ultimately being drawn closer to God and to his character. And because God we know is infinitely good and infinitely wise, we know that actually these 10 commandments are good themselves and are wise. Absolutely. And so we don't simply give up on these commandments simply because they were given to Israel, but we recognize they do reflect God's, God's wisdom. And we need to think about, is it applied in a very specific way just for Israel, or are these things that apply to the nations um, as well? Does it apply? Does it apply now beyond Jesus? You know, we do need to think about these things. But when when you read through those commandments, it doesn't appear that there are dietary laws or customs or the kinds of things that the New Testament shows don't apply to Gentiles, to non-Jews. But the commandments that are given are a lot more general. Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, you could almost argue that the Ten Commandments really, well, they are, um, an expansion, um, expounding on the two great commandments, to love God and to love neighbour. That's really what the Ten Commandments are about. They're summarising what it means to love God and they're summarising what it means to love neighbour, going into detail about what that means. In fact, so love God, love neighbour is not a, is, a, is the best summary of what the Ten Commandments actually are. Yeah, and another hint in there is the rules about the Sabbath, which explicitly say it, these rules aren't just for the Israelites, but it's also for people who are, um, who are staying in Israel, who are with them. So it's not just about God's priestly people who are uh, descended from Abraham. This is for everyone who comes under the rule of Israel, including foreigners, including Gentiles. I know this is one of the things we'll be discussing next uh, time about the ways in which we've strayed from these Ten Commandments in society and culture. But it's interesting seeing in the passage that God does say in verses five and six regarding idolatry and how God, being a jealous God, punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Does one point to God's faithfulness and goodness that he wants to lavish his children um, with gifts and um, and himself but also the repercussions when we turn from his ways and as a christian a f- almost a formerly christian nation you know we have a rich history here in england of being explicitly um, a christian country explicitly pointing towards him um, we've got to realize then that there, there would be consequences as a nation in particular to us as we turn away from God and his ways. Paul, how do you think non-Christians would react if we applied them today? Yeah, I think that many in society would oppose, um, at least for the time being. People don't like God. And if they don't like God, then they don't like the wisdom that comes from God um, because they don't like the source. And so they're likely in some ways to dislike the Ten Commandments, or at least the Ten Commandments applied properly to our situation now. 
um, since they reveal his character. And yet, part of the appeal of Israel to the nations was that was supposed to be that they were they were wise, and this was the true way of living, and that was supposed to draw people to the worship of the true God. Um, obviously, Israel failed many, many times to do that, but you do see things like uh, the Queen of Sheba coming to to gain from Solomon's wisdom. Um, and so I think that that when people recognize the problems with straying from the Ten Commandments and this as a as a basis for society's morals, you know, there is a there is a chance that people will recognize the wisdom of those Ten Commandments and be drawn towards God. So in general today, we live in a pluralistic and multicultural society. And yes, as in Israel, um, certainly sojourners, um, aliens were all welcomed to be there and were not forcibly converted to Judaism. But if we consider uh, the role of the government and the role of the state, um, what we read in, in Romans 13 is that they are, it is God's deacon, God's minister. Um for our good. And so I think we need to ask some tough questions about, okay, well, what would the application of the Ten Commandments look like today? But also knowing, uh, keeping that hand in hand with the fact that cultural transformation and legal transformation as well goes hand in hand with heart transformation. Yeah, and next time we're going to be going into the details about how we as a society live up to these Ten Commandments or don't. But I think we're experiencing something quite new in history where some Christian values still appeal to nearly everyone, like caring for the most vulnerable. But many of the actual details on hot topic issues like sex and abortion are majorly in contradiction to the proper application of the Ten Commandments. So we'll have to either start being consistent by standing up for the unborn and for children uh, in general, via stronger families led by one mother, one father, and go back to the source that is the true God, or we'll further and further drift from these moorings of our post-Christian society as it would be, and start to experience more of what we've heard from in Romans, where God hands over people to, to what they want, which is bad for them. Yeah, and that might possibly mean losing some of those values which we all assume, we all currently assume at the moment. I mean, what's really happening is that we're 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 working on borrowed time, borrowed capital on, from the Christian worldview, but the roots and the foundations for the Christian worldview are no longer in place here in society. That the the conclusions that we have from the Christian worldview aren't may not last unless we turn back to God. And we're, you know, we're seeing that continually with more pushes for euthanasia, for example, polyamorous relationships, um, and also in the realm of truth and just confusion with the huge growth of fake news and these different areas and seeing how that's crept into the church as well. So I think we certainly, as Christians at least, uh, need to go and reflect and think about what is the application of the Ten Commandments for us in our churches I mean, if you go to a lot of maybe older traditional churches, you still see the Ten Commandments up at the church, um, normally, you know, on the wall. Uh, whereas I think we now have this trend, which we've talked about before of, oh, you know, we're not under the law. We're not, you know, not, it's not really um, relevant for us today. 
whereas we need to realise the continuing relevance and application for us in our lives and our churches and in society. And that's what we're going to try, try and do in our next podcast, where we'll carry on looking at the Ten Commandments, um, but we'll be applying them a little bit more to what's going on in society today. I hope you join us then.